what did you eat for breakfast? Man, for breakfast, I had oatmeal, bacon, and eggs. Welcome to episode 61 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast, sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, and a host of other promotional products. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn more. About an hour drive north of Fort Worth, Texas, you'll find a college town called Denton that is home to a band by the name of Remain. I sat down with band leader and frontman Caleb Coonrod to talk about the band's inception, the impetus of signing on with management, and the challenges of trying to grow a band and release a new album during a pandemic. We discuss how Caleb got into music and started gaining a following at a bar in the middle of nowhere, his long-term goals for the band, and the importance of using your voice not just to comment on the state of the world, but to hopefully change it for the better. So I don't really have too much to say this week about the state of the affairs going on. I've been concentrating on continuing to educate myself about the history of what's going on in current events. Not having been part of the education system of this country, I can't really speak to the inaccuracies of what has been taught in school about black history, assuming there has been any at all. But if the reactions of my peers and scholarly contacts is anything to gauge this by, there are a lot of important events glaringly missing from people's historical knowledge. I continue to urge you to keep the conversation going and keep the pressure on our collective society to change. Register to vote, research your local state and federal candidates to make sure you are being fairly represented, then go vote them in. Research the companies and stores that you're buying from, from your groceries to your electric bill to wherever else. Go research those companies and choose wisely where you're spending your money. Have those difficult conversations with family and friends and urge them to look inwards on how they may be contributing to the problem. I also want to let you know about a way you can support the National Bail Fund Network to help those protesters that have been arrested for standing up for human rights. You can purchase a Down With The Funk Black Lives Matter t-shirt designed on behalf of a Black Lives Matter organization member who will be finalizing the donations. Not only is this a great cause, but the shirt design is amazing as well. Go to downwiththefunk.itemorder.com to get yours or donate. I'll also add a link in the show notes for this episode. All right, welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Caleb from the band Remain, out of, uh, based out of Denton, Texas. How you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you for having us on. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, so yeah, if you wouldn't mind just giving us an intro to yourself and your band. Uh, Remain was formed in Denton, Texas in August of 2014, so when we played our first show. And... Um, we released an EP in 2015 called The World Beyond and got some uh, good press and radio play with that and had some singles featured and uh, mm -hmm. released a single uh, in 2017 called Millennial Nation. Had that um, uh, included on a compilation album with Bongo Boy Records and got some good press and play and media off the single and uh, we have just completed our album around that single entitled Millennial Nation and we're waiting for the world to come back. So that's, that's what yeah. I mean in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, could you describe what the band sounds like for um, people that don't know? 
Yeah, we are. Um, we've been calling our sound Heartland Rock um, or American Rock and Roll or um, slightly alternative rock, something like that. Um, our sound has kind of been evolving with this last mm-hmm. album. When we first started, we were a little uh, a little heavier on the grungy side, and and um, we just kind of matured and and learned what we could do well, and and that's that's kind of where we uh, we found our niche uh, s- somewhere in the. Tom Petty, Springsteen, um, Killers, um, somewhere in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I've seen you do some, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, situation dependent, but I've seen you do some um, more acoustic type, uh, you know, streams and stuff like that. And it's kind of sounding protesty, you know, that that kind of Americana protesty type. I don't know yeah, if that's... Yeah, uh, we just try to um, I kind of... Uh, yeah, it could be mm. definitely that, and try to try to kind of um, mirror the the state we are in. I don't know. I think for sure, art art and literature and and film does that by default, maybe, and mm. that just kind of seeps into my writing, and and um, you know, you can't help but kind of witness witness right. what's going on around you, and then go testify. You know, <laughs> I, indeed. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, so you're out of Denton, so we. Um... You know, I I've actually played like Killers Tacos. Is that kind of your home home venue really? almost? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Well, cool. Um, Killers became a kind of a home venue. Yeah, I I hosted an open mic there for a couple of years, mm. and um, was a uh, I love the venue, love the the owners, and we loved playing there. We um even before the uh, the pandemic, we hadn't played there in a while. Mm. Um, we were um just we had some good things set up in our our album release was going to be at Dan Silverleaf actually um, on April 2nd. But as far as killers goes, yeah, it was, it's been a, a steadfast venue and, and we love those guys. Yeah. It's always got, I mean, pre pre COVID, it was always, you know, always full, always, always ha- something yeah. happening, different genres. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a killer place. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So awesome. Um, so let's, let's, um, you know, go way back and, and, you know, can you tell me how you got into music? What was the impetus, like a specific band, and how did you get into playing an instrument? Um, I got into uh, playing guitar uh, because of my mother primarily. She played guitar and, and sang mm-hmm. and kind of learned some chords as a kid. And it was hard and lost interest in it. And But, you know, every now and then would go back to it. And then when I was around 14, I really started trying to... Um, get to where I could play songs and I think everyone learned to play early green day stuff that was mm-hmm. easy you know and uh right and there were some there was I grew up in a, a small town called Bonham Texas so I was exposed to a lot of a lot of uh, old country music mm-hmm. and a lot of that stuff is pretty easy to play and I learned how to play a lot of that and um um, yeah, I would play with my cousins, and and uh, one of my cousins formed a band. I formed a band in high school, and and uh, that was where it, it kind of blossomed. And then um, that's how that's how it got our start. Um, and my brother is a kind of an encyclopedia of of I guess pretty much just of only old country music, which we we try to steer away from anything country. Um, it's just really not our flavor. What we right. do. But um, I remember getting into Johnny Cash as a as a young kid. Um, just uh, I don't know why, but that that was something that appealed to me. And mm-hmm. so I had 
I had that blaring from his room. And as far as listening to music, that was that was my early exposure. But then went on to discover, you know, what really what really did it for me. Hmm. You know? so. Awesome. Um, was there a, was do you, I mean, do you remember a specific moment of not so much just listening to but to say, all right, I have to do that. You know, that that's the thing I want to do. Um, I do. I was after high school, I went and actually traveled America for a couple of years riding horses for a living, nice. actually. And um, I went to work for a guy, a guy he, his name was Steve Colclazier, and he, um, he asked me to come work for him. And I was working in northern Oklahoma, almost to Kansas at the time. And he, um, he was working in s- southern Oklahoma. He said, I want you to come work for me. But if you do, you got to promise me you'll pursue your talents. And, um, cause he had heard me play. He would, um, I actually worked for his father and he would come up and then when the day was done, we'd kind of sit on the porch of this big house where a lot of us lived and, and, um, we would, I'd play guitar and sing and I was pretty terrible, but Steve was one of these guys that just has the ability to kind of make you feel cool when you're not cool. We've all been around people like that. Right. And so long story short, man, I, I went to work for Steve about six months later and then um one day he walked he called me and he said hey you uh, come down to this this bar called joe's mm. in the in the middle of nowhere in the the and i mean this in a nice way in the armpit of oklahoma <laughs> um and uh he said come on down here bring your guitar if and play a couple songs if they like you they're gonna pay you 100 bucks to come play this saturday wow. and he was just he just by default was acting like my manager so I went down there and and just sat on the on a bar stool with a bunch of people and I was I was 19 years old, you know. Um I was young and they said, "Yeah, come back." And so before you knew it, I had a regular show there on Saturday nights every other I was doing I think one Saturday a month mm. and um making $100 and and for some odd reason I had an early string of of success with the local the locals there. It was a it was a tough place. There, I, I don't remember a time I played there where the, the cops didn't show up. Um, <laughs> wow. There, there were yeah, there were a lot of a lot of fights and a lot of a lot of drugs, a lot of hard drugs floating around, and and a lot of um, a lot of mischief, kind of away from things back in the woods, I guess. Mm. But for some reason, they accepted me, and and I accepted them, and. And I made a lot of friends with a lot of the regulars as a 19, 20 year old kid. And then I, I finally did. I told Steve one day, I said that there was a moment I said, I, I want to go try to, to do something with this while I'm still young. And right. he told me, he said, you should just go now and do it. And man, this life you have now will always be here. And so that that was the moment for me. And thanks to him, I, I really didn't know. Wow, that's that's an awesome story. Um, yeah, so let let's um, jump in off that. Um, so I've been uh, talking to your manager, Robert Speed Productions. Yes, sir. Um, so what prompted you to kind of uh, you know take on management at this point? I um we we signed with Robert Speed. I believe it was in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Oh, okay. Um, it's been a while. We've been with them. I want to say 20, 2016. Um, 
I'll have to check. I have it all written. It's in our bio. Um, but we, um, I, I had just uh, gotten to the point of almost to desperation. I had been in Denton for since 2012, and I had played a lot of shows and and had played almost every venue, either with a band or as a solo, like we were talking about as a solo artist. And I finally had a solid band together, and and I knew um, I loved Denton, but I knew I didn't want to just play around here the rest of my life and I was asking around and we were recording with Eric Delegard at Real Time Audio and he told me um I said do you know kind of how to initiate maybe get some representation or something and he said well so and so's got this company in in Oklahoma that's been really hooking him up why don't you check with them he didn't give me a name or anything and really in total desperation I went home and and googled <laughs> I I googled Oklahoma booking agent and like a, a total idiot, you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> and um, for some reason, Robert Speed Productions that I believe was then based in San Diego, California, came up. And okay. I had sent a lot of people emails and a lot of people our EP and our music. And for years I had been doing it. Um, and I emailed him and almost like an hour later, I got a response back. Uh, I just entered in their, their artist submit thing. And, um, yeah, it, it really, um, it really just happened like that. And he That's said, Hey, we like your music. Well, let's move forward. So, so what does that, um, you know, what does that relationship look like? What do they take care of versus what you do on your own? And, you mm -hmm. know, what opportunities has that like given you? It, well, it's given us pretty much every opportunity that's not local has been because of okay. of Robert or because of our management and they, they handle everything. Um, of course, if it does get tough for me because we're at a point now where I, I still want to play every show for everyone. If my friend says, Hey, will you come down spur of the moment and play songs? Um, sometimes it is, I do just want to call the guys and Hey, y'all want to do a last minute show tonight? But we do have to include management, and if we do want to get to the next level, we'll have to have management set stuff like that up, and mm. and um, we still try to do all the local stuff. Um, but now and then, I, I'll still handle some, hey, I've got this, and I'll just, hey, I'm running this by you. This is what happened. I was approached about this. What do you think? Yeah, I think that'd be good. Go ahead and do it. So Right. Um, but as as far as like social media and stuff like that, do they mm -hmm. handle that? Do you handle that? As of now, I handle the social media accounts. Um, there's still a lot of work I have to do on my own, you know, as far as oh, for sure. I, I'll find um, if we need photos done, I'll get that done. If we need, um, you know, recording, producing, um, stuff like that, um, raising money, um just uh in the social media aspect of it i'll handle that and then the you know the things that uh I, the things that they can handle within uh within re just to keep and keep me informed with easily that's what that's what management does cool and i think as as we grow it it really will uh it'll evolve to a place where where it gets uh it gets to where we can more and more focus on on just being great musicians rather than having to market ourselves and be right. a, you know a graphic designer and a videographer mm -hmm. and uh you know so yep that's definitely a reality um right 
Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, just um, a talking off point. Um, I think, I think bands kind of, you know, the 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 ones that are successful doing it themselves. I think a lot of times they'll bootstrap to the point where it it it's a detriment to their creative process or just playing shows. And I, I think then you know you really need to kind of focus on what point that you need to kind of let go of some stuff and give it to someone else, even if sure. that's just like hiring, you know, like a college graduate or an intern or, or whatever it may be. But, you know, Absolutely. I think that's super important just to, to keep progressing. Um, but yeah, you mentioned, um, I mentioned raising money. I saw you did do a Kickstarter not too long ago. Um, I mean, how successful yes. was that and how, um, I, I've heard, like I was at CD baby last year, the, the conference mm-hmm. in Austin, and okay, the, cool. um, the podcast episode they recorded live was all about how the Kickstarter type campaigns are kind of dying just because this, like their point was it's so much work um, mm-hmm. that it's almost not worth doing because yeah. it's just like you're so focused on it during that time. So what, what was your experience and what's your opinions on it? I would say overall, my experience was pr- pretty positive with it, man. Um, it, it is a lot a lot of work it's Mm. it's because there was so much work and you almost have to design an an additional website with it and so had to set up the page have to uh promote it i spent money and just promoting that we will have a kickstarter to raise money um make endless videos endless graphics endless um you have to write about the album and what you hope it will become. Mm-hmm. And we did, our, our campaign was successful. We, we set out just to raise $2,000, which was about a third of what the album cost to record. Okay. Um, maybe it might've only been about, you know, the album was a little bit more closer to 7,000 to record, but um, it, we did, we ended up making, I think almost $2,200. So we, we reached our goal and we did, but, um, it is a lot of work and to be, um, I I can see where people would say it would be dying because it is tough and it is hard. Um, but we also did it to kind of try to expand a fan base a little bit and it did, it did work a little bit in that aspect. It did. And so overall was it, I do think it was a good thing. But it would it would really help if we do it again to to have to have kind of a team mm. doing something, which is right. is hard to do. We we are all in the same band, but at the same time, we all have lives that we're trying to live. We're we're still working day jobs that are flexible enough to allow us to play music and stuff like that. So really, it just has to be the visionary of the band or the person that started the band, which in my case is in our case is me to kind of just drive it home. And it, it was kind of a headache, Simon, it really was, <laughs> but I, th- I think it was worth it. I do. Would you do it again? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Okay. Um, yeah. So have you, uh, what, what have you done um, outside of the local area? Have you done any big uh, festivals or like notable tours or anything like that? We haven't toured, uh, we were, we had, let's see, we played, played a festival in Denton a while back that was, it kind of ended up being a flop. I don't even remember what the name of it was. It was <laughs> a couple of years ago. And, um, 
we played we haven't played any any big festivals really outside of of uh you know the local outside of denton like uh Oktopia. we played that once we you know we've been involved in uh thin line i played that we played mm-hmm. that a little bit um and then uh did a thing for 35 denton years back but we really had all of our plans especially over the last year and a half we we um we're revamping the band and ready to kind of redefine our sound and record this album. So we had a, a plan to record the album and, and promote it and then try to push to get get some shows outside of Denton and still be able to stay afloat by, um, you know, m- making doing play, uh, working our day jobs and doing what we need to to make money, et cetera. Right. So so is is the um, is the band self-sufficient yet? Are you still kind of like pushing to that line or we're we're still pushing to to do that. Yeah, we um we were we're our goal is to promote this album and kind of take a next an even additional step into um what we've been discussing was that exact transition you're talking about from transitioning from going from your your working your day jobs to where we can actually make a living with the band. And um, for us, we've dis- we were we've discussed maybe trying to play uh, four times a year in Denton, and then mm. maybe once a month have a show or a couple of shows, one weekend a month outside of Denton. You know, at a another major city in Texas or Louisiana, Oklahoma, somewhere like that. Stretch it a little bit. Yeah, that's great. And so, how are you? Um, how are you? How are those uh, opportunities? gonna look are you are you uh kind of reaching out to similar bands is management you know taking care of it completely like what what would you your strategy be to kind of trying to find uh potential markets that you want to tap into um that's that's what management is going to handle um they've got some uh event companies i think robert's looked into working with um also we've been we had a plan to reach out to some talent buyers Mm-hmm. Um, some small labels, stuff like that with the new music. Awesome. Um, yeah. So let's, I mean, uh, let's bring it up to the present day. Um, you know, obviously everything's kind of shut down. What, what are you, what have you done to kind of, right. uh, you know, pivot your, uh, pivot your social media strategies and your performance strategies to see if you can still progress while we're kind of stuck. Yeah. We, um, well, we started with just, um, getting getting to work on some things i i made a making of kind of a a making of the making of our album um a, a video about that we did and um uh assembled a bunch of clips from from the studio time we had and put that on youtube on our youtube channel and then we um we we did a couple of live from home songs off the new album where um we use an app to all play the song together and uh, that was challenging, but we did that and enjoyed it. And mm. yeah, just uh, enhanced our YouTube channel, interacted on social media with some venues um, that we want to uh, participate with, you know, or work with potentially. Um, and then we um, really just kept vamping up our social media, trying to stay in tune and in touch. But um, at the same time, there was a lot of things with the Kickstarter that I'm, I was, and still am finishing up. 
getting mm-hmm. ready to mail out all the rewards and um, okay. got in the albums, got in the vinyl and um, some mer- additional merch and mm-hmm. really just discussing our plan of attack like we discussed after the world comes back. How will we proceed with uh, pushing the album, having the album release and uh, looking to make shows happen that are outside of Denton, stuff like that. So awesome. Um, yeah. So, ju- I mean, just, just for my, uh, you know, my own interest and kind of go a bit techie. I mean, how does that, uh, first of all, with the stream, were you streaming when you performed as a band or was it kind of like a, like we'll record the videos and then we'll put it up uh, and how does the app work? It was, um, the app I was using was pick play post. And so we tried, uh, Jonathan, our guitar player, and I tried to do a stream just with he and I, and it didn't work because there was a delay. Mm. So if he tried to play a solo with what I was playing, it was way behind. Um, So we had to, I would record a video, try to stay consistent as, you know, as consistent as I could, send it to one of the guys and tell them to record themselves playing along with my video. Mm. And we would do a count off at the beginning so we could stay together. And then I would do that to all the individual with each individual band member. Then they would send it back to me. I would put it in a collage app and then try to line where we all counted off at the same time up (laughs) and hope that everyone played consistently. It was hard. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah. I mean, you you no matter what you do, you cannot defy the laws of physics. (laughs) No, no. So. Uh, I I love I, lo- I love the fact that everyone's you know doing it, but you know, and and obviously people that don't understand you know delays and and how how the stuff works, kind of like oh they're playing together live. It's I don't yeah. think it's just po- there, there's just no way it's possible. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's super cool information. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the uh, I mean. So we're we're recording um at the beginning of June um and obviously the world has uh you know mm-hmm. 2020's been uh you know just kicking us left and right. Um what I wanted to ask you is um you know can you speak to using like a band or a, or a platform like a podcast um mm-hmm. you know how important is it to kind of uh, use that platform for social issues obviously we're going through the black lives matter movement mm-hmm. right now um you know, what's yeah. your take on that? Because you, you see people like you too and people people like, oh, they mm-hmm. need to just play music and that's, you know, but like, what's your sure. opinion? Um, I would say um, we all have to ask ourselves a lot of questions in a time like this. So as far as speaking to um, using a, a band or a, a podcast or something of the like to comment on social issues, for me, it's very important. I think I think that's um, a big part of what music is. Um, Music has to, sometimes we don't all want to go to our favorite venue and have to sit here like this the whole time, you know, sometimes we just want to, we just want to go like this, you know, you know, you want to fist pump, but it's been my challenge to make music that does both. You know, it it makes you want to celebrate and, and be celebratory and, and enjoy life while at the same time, Mm reporting on on what it, what is happening and it doesn't necessarily mean we have to come right out and say this or say that 
but I think it is important that we each ask ourselves certain questions and and mm-hmm. if we can reflect our society and our art and our literature, um, then I think that's how progress get, gets made. I really do. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, like we've said, do, do you think that, because you're, I'm assuming you're doing a lot more acoustic type stuff while you're in lockdown mm-hmm. or not, not playing live. Do you think that's um, contributed to, to the change in your sound or you just think that's where you were going anyway? No, um, I think it's hindered us a bit because with the new album is, is finished. So we already had our, our new sound kind of defined and intact mm. and, and understood. Um, so really the acoustic guitars, they kind of take away from, from what we are. We, uh, last week we just started band rehearsals again uh, in person. Okay. So we're back to playing electric and, and it feels good to, to play mm. how you're supposed to sound. Right. And playing acoustic after a while kind of, kind of limits you just because there's certain things that do and do not sound well with acoustic instruments. So, mm-hmm. um, but I would say we, we want to get back to electric and, and we want to get our, our alternative rock sound, American rock and roll sound and, uh, move forward with that very soon. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, the latter part of my interviews, I've, I've started dubbing this the, uh, non quick fire question round. Cause they're not, Okay. Not, they should. They're not usually straight. You know, quick answers. Um, so, what significant negative experience have you overcome, and what did it teach you? Oh, wow! Um, significant negative experience that I have overcome. Uh, I would say, in as of now, waiting has been a, a tough part for, and I count myself as someone that. Um, I haven't had a, lo- a lot of bad, terrible, tragic things happen to me in my life. I think I'm pretty a pretty blessed person in that aspect. Um, don't get me wrong; my family's had certain a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things that were very bad happen, very tragic. But compared to some of the things we're seeing right now in our society, not that bad. Mm-hmm. But as of late, it, it has been tough to wait because for a long time we've really watered this band like a garden. <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. hate to sound I hate to sound like a fortune cookie there but <laughs> we really have we've uh we've poured our our heart and soul into something that really is kind of an unknown and um will we be able to make a career out of it I sure hope so but right now we're we're in even before the pandemic I felt like I was in a waiting room of sorts because I have because to be a, a solid instrument and I mean that not as a playing an instrument, but to be used as an instrument in the world, I think we have to be prepared and we have to be ready. Mm-hmm. So that's been a, a challenge for me to to realize, yes, we want to play big shows. Yes, we want to make a living, but there's a couple of things we got to get a little better at first. And a lot of those are uh, are important to address. And that way, when the time arises, we'll be, uh, we'll be ready. Awesome. Thank so. you. Absolutely. Um, and so what major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this as, as a journey? I know we, we spoke about, you know, your experience uh, mm-hmm. playing a bar at 19, but is there anything else that kind of, you know, pushed you? Yeah, just, um, you know, the, the, set, the 
kind of the ebbs and flows of life's victories and glories, I guess. Um, hmm. Small, small, small things and and things that are more significant to you. But um, to me, recording a an album that sounds really good that that I don't get physically ill when I listen to is a is a victory. Um, mm -hmm. um, I enjoy songwriting and making music that uh, I feel like I can go sing and I can. I can I can believe it when I sing it, and I feel like maybe the listener can do the same. Um, and yeah, just just wake up every day and do the best we can. Um, and I think we're still waiting for a lot of the, I guess, quote unquote, victories to come. But we really have progressed in the last five years. Um, mm. It's it's been a journey. I had a vocal cord surgery and had to really learn how to oh, wow. sing again. <laughs> right. And um, then we've been through um, with Remain. I have either, since I started versions of the band, I've either rehearsed with, jammed with, um, communicated with, interviewed or auditioned over 125 people. Wow! Um, it's been just a revolving door, and I think we've had like seven different lineups that actually played shows together, mm. um, and it's just. It's been one of those things to keep evolving, keep pushing, keep driving, and uh, I believe in it. We just got to let people know about it and, and get them to believe in it as well. Fantastic. Um, so on on that point, uh, do you, have you like in, instituted like uh, band agreements when someone comes into the band? You know, so you know, you know up front, like we're we're looking to, you know, do this tour or. You know, it's it's not mm -hmm. just like a weekend warrior thing. We I have these conversations with everyone, and we don't we don't lay down the law, so to speak. We just hang out, and I just try to read. Not so much are they the best musician, but are they the right musician and the right person that I want to be in a band with? Because mm. um, I really do. I want to I want to form a band and be a band for fifty years. I I want to be. Um, I want to be old men playing these songs and and reliving them and and I want to I want to make my life's work out of this. So it's just a it's something I kind of try to express to to anyone who's been in the band and mm. all the guys that are in the band. But at the same time I try not to overpromise anyone and say oh we're going to be we're definitely going to be um having a tour next year and we're going to be opening for the Foo Fighters and we're doing this. And because, uh, but I, all I do promise them is that I'll, you know, we'll try to do our very best. And mm -hmm. our main three goals are just to kind of wrap this question up. Our three goals are to form a great band. Number one, we want to be a great band, great musicians, and we want to have great songs and we want to have places to play those songs where they will be heard. Mm -hmm. And th that's, I think if we focus on those three things, that all the other stuff will take care of itself. Killer. All right. So the final question is, what does music mean to you? What does music mean to me? Um, I think it's a significant part of life. Um, I remember Neil Young being asked once if he thought music could change the world. And he kind of responded in a cynical way that, no, those, those days are past. But I, I think it changes the world every day. I really do. Um, it, even now music is so important through the pandemic. Um, 
I know there was there were albums that that I were I was listening to in our own even our own work, but it, music really can transcend you from a moment, and um, then I think for even more serious issues like the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it's so important right now with with this. I've actually been asked to do a couple of songs at a church tomorrow um, um, that are that kind of speak to uh, equality and and um, and humanity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, just a side note on that, I think with the Black Lives Matter movement, it's important that, um, you know, we all need to ask ourselves a certain question right now. Um, and, you know, there's a saying that says, if you really want to hate someone, you'll find a way to hate them. But if you really want to love someone, you'll find a way to love them. And so I right. think especially, especially as white Americans like myself, I need to ask myself the question, what does love look like right now? Um, and I've had several conversations with close, fin, uh, close friends of mine that are, are people of color. And um, until you do that and look in someone's eyes and you see their actual hurt when you're, you're sitting across from them and um, you hear it in their voice and you see it in their eyes, you can't really, you know, you can't grasp it. And even after doing that, you can't fully understand it. Mm. But I do know that in light of all that music, like we said, it does, it does help to reinforce certain things and reinforce kind of universal truths that are undeniable at times like this. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, much respect and gratitude for that. That's, you know, completely agree. So. Yeah. All right. Um, well, on that note, uh, where can people find out about the band and you get in touch with you? All that stuff. Uh, they can find out about Remain at our website, remainrocks.com. And all of our social media is at Remain Rocks. And our Twitter handle is actually Remain Rocks underscore, but we'll, we'll pop right up. And you can, uh, if you want to interested in working with us, you can contact our management at robertspeedproductions.com and yeah we love meeting new people and love to keep moving forward and we've got some big plans after the pandemic arises or <laughs> fades away so to speak so yeah yeah all right fantastic and then at, l- at the end of the episode i like to play a song from the artist i interview so what song would you like to play um i think we've been talking about city of july will be okay. our uh our the one we're going to lead off with from our uh, for our first single off the new album. All right, fantastic. We'll hear that. Yeah. Um, right. yeah so, uh, want to uh, you know say really appreciate you coming on, taking the time to talk to me, and uh, you know much continued success, and uh, definitely stay in touch. Hey, thank you very much. We'll we'll do this anytime. Thanks a lot. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check out my new social media pages because I've set up a dedicated Music On Your Own Terms podcast Facebook page and Instagram page. The Facebook page link is still facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms. And going forward, Instagram will be posted on at music on your own terms. Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast, including finding out who I'll be interviewing next by signing up for the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. There, you'll also find show notes for every episode, some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests, and also links to their music and social media if you want to find out more. While you're there, don't forget to take a peek at the store and pick up something for your grandma.
And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. And finally, if you're on LinkedIn, check out my LinkedIn page, which you can find at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash music on your own terms. As always, thanks again for listening. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Remain with City of July. It's a long, long way from the boulevards Where the streets are turning into roads There's something out here in the nightfall Telling me I can't go home There's a fear out here in the heartland Sometimes I just want to be afraid It's like a new frontier before my eyes And it's daring me to throw it away So if you want to leave this place I can get us out of here tonight Oh, if you want to leave this place How far to the city of July There's a bloodbath over on the south side And a concrete jungle in the east Somebody pouring out tears where the innocent laugh But we still got something to believe And I don't wanna go out on the interstate Cause the highways are traveled too much It's like we're almost gone a feeling but it can't be touched so if you want to leave this place i can get us out of here tonight oh if you want to leave this place how far to the city of july Remember all 
It's a long, long way from the boulevards Where the streets are turning into roads There's something out here in the nightfall Telling me we're almost home So if you want to leave this place I can get us out of here tonight Oh, if you want to leave